Welcome to Power Yourself, where I talk about the most important topic in the world, you. Welcome to an episode of Power Yourself. Today's focus is going to be on another communication skill that can really help us foster more effective communication, and that's going to be curiosity. So today we're going to talk about what that actually looks like, how do we bring it into conversations, and how it can actually help us reduce more of those reactionary judgments. It's going to help us step away from those assumptions that deteriorate our conversations and relationships and really show up with a more genuine, curious approach. In conversations, do you ever find yourself asking questions to really understand the person, to better understand them? Or do you find you hesitate and avoid the questions or maybe jump to an assumption that you know exactly what they mean or what they're thinking about? So no, none of us <laughs> ever knows what's in another person's head. But a lot of the time we jump to this quick assumption that we do know what's in somebody else's head, you know, or the exact thought or the exact thing that they're trying to describe, which a lot of the time leads to that miscommunication and the breakdown in communication. Okay. So curiosity is all about avoiding that. It's allowing us to really show up in a conversation and be able to really engage with the other person. So instead of assuming, it's going to allow us to really engage in dialogue with the other person. Curiosity is going to allow us to really show up again, stay open and seek understanding versus jump to that quick assumption or quick conclusion. So it's associated with asking questions, okay? You want to ask questions to, you know, clarify sometimes what somebody said, or sometimes it's to really open up that door to understand them a little bit better. Again, avoiding assumptions and really engaging in dialogue to seek that understanding or their perspective, Okay, so there's two types of questions that can come into play that can actually help us achieve this. We'll first start, let's quickly look at a close-ended question. So a close-ended question is more of the purpose to seek clarification. Okay, so close-ended just means a person is going to be able to respond to you with that yes or no. Okay, so they don't need to elaborate at all. So for example, is this what you meant? Or is this what you need? Or you said this time, this date, this restaurant. Okay, so you're just confirming. It's allowing that yes or no from the speaker. Now, the other type of question, which really actually allows for that curiosity to show up a lot more, that's going to be those open-ended questions. Okay, so this is for when we really want to understand more of what the other person is saying, or we really want to understand their experience a little bit more. We want to understand their perspective. Okay, so it just opens up the conversation. And basically, you're allowing, again, as opposed to assumptions or quick judgments or quick conclusions, you're allowing them to describe to you instead. Okay, so it usually starts with a couple of terms, very common, you'll hear uh, the words what, where, 
how, why, sometimes even tell me. Okay. So the goal of these, again, you're opening up that conversation. So it really provides that person that opportunity to give more information. Again, I always think of like open-ended questions. You're opening up that conversation. You're engaging in dialogue. You're inviting dialogue. So for example, you'd say, how was that for you? Or what did that look like? Or tell me more about that. Again, stepping away from the assumption and the closing down the conversation of, yeah, okay, yeah, I understand. Instead, we're taking that time to pause, really engage in dialogue, and get that person to tell us from their perspective, describe to us what is happening. These types of questions and this curiosity that you can bring to your conversations can really help you limit judgment okay, which is always beautiful in our conversations. So instead of going with the first thought in our head, which is likely in a um, judgment, maybe it's based on our experience, doesn't matter, uh, or conclusion, you know, based on our interactions with them. But again, it's going to help us step back from these assumptions, okay, and it's going to help us seek to understand that individual. So for example, I want you to think of a situation that you're in a conversation with somebody, okay? And due to maybe a tone in their voice that you pick up on, or maybe a nonverbal, okay? So it's more of like an action with their hands or, you know, their face gesture, anything like that, or even maybe a particular word or language that's being used. You know, it's really easy for any of us to come to an assumption that, you know, maybe somebody's annoyed with us or maybe somebody's angry, okay? Or they, they just don't want to talk. It's very easy for us to quickly come to that assumption in our head, okay? We tell ourselves basically what I always say, a story in our head. Now, the dangerous thing with these stories is that it really isn't factually true, <laughs> But that doesn't change us from truly believing it, okay? And then most typically, when we believe it, we're going to take actions based on this belief or this assumption. And that can really create an experience that limits connection or that actually promotes disconnection. Whereas in these situations, if we can choose to have the confidence and, you know, sometimes the patience and sometimes the presence to just choose to detach from that story. So, you know, I joke around sometimes, but not take the bait. So not get wrapped up in the story, but instead hold yourself accountable instead of assuming or jumping to a conclusion you know, ask yourself, how could I get curious? Or say something like, hey, are you okay? Or, you know, maybe, hey, I noticed you're looking at your watch right now. Is now a good time? Like, did we want to talk later? Is everything okay with you? Or I'm noticing you don't really seem to be engaged in the conversation today. I just want to check in. How are you doing? So think of these questions, you know, think of the opportunity that it creates to really stop that story in our head and allow that opportunity to really show respect to the other person, to engage with the other person, which opens the door for connection 
and deeper relationships. Now, a few tips when we're trying to bring curiosity to the table or things you want to keep in mind is really watch your tone. Okay, so watch your tone and your nonverbals. Be aware, be present with yourself. Sometimes we can ask questions and they can really be perceived negatively or they can sometimes come across as judgy, you know, especially if we use that uh, question or that word why. Sometimes it can sound really almost like it's an investigation, <laughs> you know, so you really want to try to check yourself. Try to be open, try to be curious, show up genuinely. Okay. Versus, like I said, more of that interrogation, you know? So even as I say those words, interrogation, I I feel my kind of self frown a little bit. I get more pointed. So check yourself. Are you relaxed? Stay opened, Um, you know, relax your face a little bit. Watch your tone, even how you're coming across in that conversation. Because the goal, remember, behind curiosity, it's actually to show engagement. It's actually to show you're present. It can actually show empathy as well, because you're, you're seeking that understanding of that person. So these types of interactions really help us place the importance on the person we're talking to. It indicates to them how important they are and how much we really are present and want to be in this conversation with them you know, how much we want to understand their perspective. So again, look at the flip side of that. How do you think that would feel in a conversation? If somebody was genuinely showing up, being curious, and wanting to know more of what you're talking about, wanting to know more of your experience, it can say, I care about you. You're important to me. So all by just choosing to be curious and present in that conversation. Some things you may want to avoid, you know, big mistakes I've made continuously in the past is interrupting people. So I always used to associate it with showing engagement, showing eagerness, being present with them. But it can also be really perceived as, you know, dominating the conversation. Or it can really put somebody off or it can come across as rude and it can actually throw somebody off. So it can throw off their thought process, which actually can result in frustration and annoyance. And that's not what we're trying to do. So hold yourself accountable. Try to be present. Pause. Wait for them to finish their sentence. And try not to think of the next question you want to ask. Try to really listen to what they're actually talking about, what they're saying you know, so it allows you to be present, hear the words, and that's going to set you up nicely to ask a more engaging question or make a more engaging comment that's really relevant to what that individual is talking about. Again, another quick, short little episode, but hopefully it gives you some ideas, some tips to really try out. Remember, nobody's perfect with any of these. You know, it It becomes more about the practice, choosing to make the choice to show up and practice the skill. The more you use them, the more you choose to use them, the more they become part of your natural skill set. And it starts to feel really comfortable. It comes across as comfortable. And it allows us to have much more in-depth and engaging conversations. So we all make mistakes. Remember that. 
You know, anytime we try out these skills, it's less about being perfect or doing them perfectly. Never want you to think you have to do them perfectly. And it becomes more about showing up and really making that choice to try. So if you make a mistake or say something wrong, it's going to happen. It's okay. I promise you it's actually going to happen. What you do in that moment when it happens is way more important than trying to avoid those mistakes. So acknowledge it, apologize for it, you know what, and try again. We're all human, you know, and when somebody else makes a mistake with you, you get a wonderful opportunity. You get to say something, you know, that helps them not feel as inadequate or not skilled and really allow yourself to not jump to assumptions or conclusions when somebody else is talking. So, you know, as opposed to taking offense or judgment, maybe ask them, hey, what did you mean by that? I'm curious. You know, what does that sound like? Or or what did you mean by that word? I really want to understand what you're saying. As opposed to shutting down. It is easy to shut down. It's actually very ingrained in us to get defensive. So staying in that place of curiosity, it's going to benefit both parties. It's going to benefit the whole conversation and even the relationship because it pauses the judgment. It allows us to step back from the story and really engage in dialogue with the other person. One of the things I love about learning and practicing communication skills is that you become way better (laughs) at them. It's something that you can really improve the more you do. And we become way more empathetic as well when other people show up and try to use these skills. You know, we start to understand the energy it takes, the conscious effort it takes, and how communication skills are not that easy. And everybody's going to make mistakes. So we start becoming less reactionary the more we try to practice them because we understand the effort it takes from other people. And we're a little bit more patient And we're a little bit more forgiving. So don't forget, our story, which is our perception of a situation, creates our experience of that situation. You know, so start checking in with yourself a little bit more. What story am I maybe telling in my head or repeating in my head? And how is that helping me show up in this interaction? You know, great rule of thumb, is this serving me? Or is this hindering me? So again, by us choosing to make this conscious effort to practice these communication skills, the hope, not only that we get better, but we also start to encourage it more friendly, more genuinely, and with less judgment when other people show up and try to use these skills as well. As always, thanks for tuning in and great job in taking the time for yourself to really open up, hopefully, to some potentially new skills or ideas that you can really take and use along your own journey. Life is never easy and we're all just trying to navigate through our experiences. You know, be kind to each other and be kind to yourself and never, ever forget to take the time to invest in you and learn how to power yourself. 